Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we are talking to the amazing Melissa Gitt. She is an incredible member of my Pitch It Perfect community. And the reason why I wanted to have her on today is because I wanted you to hear from someone who had the courage to believe in themselves and to not let all of the limiting beliefs and the scarcity and the whole, can this work for me? Is it possible for me? Is Am I enough to make this happen? Get in the way of actually achieving their, their dreams. Melissa is a perfect example of someone who started right where we all did from the bottom, worked her way through the Google searching, all listening to all the podcasts, and kind of got herself through the areas that she could get herself through in terms of all the free goodness. Then she chose to invest in my program, Pitch It Perfect, because she wanted to start to land and monetize her blog and her brand by working with brands and through paid deals and sponsorships. And she walks through her experience about how she was able to do this with so much clarity. And I think that it's really important to hear this because I think a lot of times we're constantly being reminded about what doesn't work, about what's not possible, about how hard it is. And what I love about Melissa's story and journey is that she shares that, yes, there is no easy way. There is no easy route. She doesn't sugarcoat it, but she gives you this choice and this permission, if you will, that if you choose to really invest in yourself in whatever way that looks for you, if you have the courage to do that, you can literally change your life. And she's going to walk you through how she did that now. And for all of those who, again, whether it is investing in a program of mine or whether it's investing in something else or whether it's just investing in yourself to just give yourself the permission to start believing in yourself more, this is what this episode is about. So I hope that you will listen with open ears and open hearts, and I can't wait for it to help and support you. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Melissa. It's so good to have you with us today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So I am so excited to dive in because I feel like that you have a very similar story that a lot um, of our incredible listeners can relate to of someone who knew that there was always something more. They wanted to go out and like create their own thing. You've been able to do that. I'm so lucky that I've gotten to get to know you and your brand through my incredible Pitch It Perfect community and just an incredible um, example that you are in that community of what's possible. And I would love for you to kind of share with us a little bit about how you got all of this amazing work that you do now, how you got that started. Oh, thank you. Um, okay. Well, I'll just start kind of from like the beginning of how I started this. Um, so my husband and I lived in New York. He was my boyfriend at the time for four years. Um, and then we caught this puppy who barking in the background. <laughs> um, and we wanted to move back to Scottsdale where I'm from originally just for an easier life. So we moved back here, but we got engaged in 2018 and then went back to New York city to take our engagement pictures. And the city is just like, it like stimulates something in me that's like creative and just totally different than being in Arizona, which nothing gets Arizona. Obviously we're here and love it, but 
I woke up one morning. It was just like, I need more. Um, and a little background is like, I've worked in a lot of different uh, types of jobs. So I've done account management, worked in dental offices. Um, and the most recent job I had was in a marketing agency. Um, and I worked with a lot of very older men who were great, but just not, it was so traditional and so boring and not fun. And so um, we got home. I went to my best friend's bachelorette party like a week later and forever. I've always been the one that does my friend's hair and makeup and like helps them pick what to wear. So I was like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a blog. And I kind of thought all my best friends would tease me and like, oh, that's so stupid. But no, every single one of them was like, you absolutely should. And so I did. I went home. I started taking pictures. They were absolutely horrific. (laughs) And (laughs) I just didn't care. I was like, I'll just learn. I'll try this and whatever works, I'll figure it out. Um, So that was kind of how like it got started. And then, you know, over the progression of a year, it was like an obsession and every waking moment. I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to work on my blog. I'd get ready and go to work at 8 a.m. I'd work till four, go to the gym, come home and work till 11. And I did that for almost two years until I could like get on my own feet. So it was a lot of work and I regret nothing. And I'm so happy I'm here. But like, if it wasn't for your program, I definitely wouldn't have been able to be here. Well, and I want to chat a little bit about what that looked like for you, because I feel like a lot of people when they're just starting out or they're trying to get started, they'll, they'll have those moments of like, how am I going to get all of this done? How am I going to figure all this out? Um, I work full time. I have all these different passions. I don't even know where to get started first. How did you overcome some of those challenges when you were first starting out? Um, well, I came from New York where it's like, you're used to kind of not sleeping a lot. Like it's hustle and bustle and a lot more fun more so than like just working all the time. It's a little bit of both. And I felt like that like sort of shaped me. Um, but when you find something you just love doing and you're like doing the same thing at your full-time job, I mean, to me, it didn't feel like I wasn't sleeping. It felt like I have something to work towards. And I felt like there was this end goal, which was self-employment and being happy. Um, and so it didn't really feel like I wasn't, you know, I was doing this job on the side, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And, and how did you figure out what was going to be a good resource for you? Like, I know that you, you had shared with me that like you started researching podcasts and you were Googling a bunch of things. Like how were you able to kind of sort through a lot of the muck and really find things that were valuable to, to help you get through those stages? Well, I would listen to everything. And if I found like, I would Google. So I'd go on Google and I'd type in like business podcast, how to grow business. And I'm pretty sure that's how I found you. And I would sit at my desk at my job and listen to your podcasts. And I just felt like, okay, she gets it. She's not just talking about social media. She's also talking about how to grow as a person, how other people have grown as their businesses. And so it felt more like I could connect in all these different facets of my life. And so I kind of knew that I was like, well, Julie is like someone I've already listened to. And I did listen to some other podcasts. Like I love the Skinny Confidential. I would listen to a lot of hers. Um, But that was more so like life, not necessarily social media. So when um, one of my girlfriends' names, McKenna, we would take all of our pictures together and we met like when we had a thousand followers. So we got very lucky to have found each other so early. But I remember she told me like, you can make money doing this. And I was like, well, how the heck am I going to do that? Um, and so that's when I started like 
found you, knew that it was worth the investment. I was like, I think it was like $600, which was tight. But I was like, it's so worth it. I know this is worth it. And like my husband was supportive. He's like, just spend the money. Um, And it was, it paid for itself in like the first month. So that's how I found you really. It It all fell into place so organically, which is so weird, but I feel like it was meant to be. And I want to talk about that. Um, I want to talk about your experience with pitching and brand deals and and how just kind of some of my strategies helped you. But how did you even get to that place of choosing to invest in yourself? How long had it been from when you kind of tried to figure all this out to yourself to you had the thousand followers, you were talking to McKenna, and then you were like, okay, now I know that this is possible. Now, what do I do about it? And then you decided to make the investment to actually learn how to monetize. So I have a history of account management and account executive, which is like business sales, but a pitch for that is so different than pitching yourself. Like I was pitching a company, I was pitching a product. I wasn't pitching me. And so I remember like the first time I wanted to work with a brand, I was like, Hey, do you want to collab? And I was like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) Like, I cannot send this email out to people. Um, so it was early on, but that was because even if you Google, like how to write a pitch email. Like some of them are so hokey and it didn't feel right. Um, and I didn't even care if I made $10 at the time, but it was like my time and effort. And I knew that one day it would be more than that $10. So I, I want to say I had maybe 2,500 followers. It was something small, but I knew that if I started the groundwork early, that it would get me ahead. Mm. And let's talk about that. So you had about 2,500 followers, you knew you wanted to monetize, you made the decision to like, and I love that you said that because I feel like the, a lot of people's, um, like misconception is that they have to wait until Mm -hmm. they're, it's like the perfect time. Or once I, once I'm a big enough blogger influencer, then I'll invest in learning what I need to learn. But it's like, how are you actually going to grow and get big if you don't know how to grow and get big? So I love that you, that you kind of figure that out for yourself, that you're going to, you're going to invest in what you need to figure out first. And how did that actually help you grow and scale? Oh my gosh. In so many ways. Well, first you're putting yourself forward. So if you're pitching yourself and you're emailing yourself, and even if the company is small, like marketing's pretty tight knit. And in a lot of these companies, whether they're small companies or big companies, marketing professionals tend to end up hopping companies. And I knew that like they knew each other and they would talk. And I knew that even if I worked with like the smallest clothing brand, that girl could even go to Nordstrom in a month. And so I knew that for me, it was more important to come off as a professional, whether I was told yes or no, like no's didn't bother me. Um, So for me, learning how to put my own name on myself was number one. And I felt like that's what I learned from you. Um, I mean, I took it super slow and I probably watched Pitch It Perfect three times. (laughs) Because every time I'd go back and be like, wait, she said something about this before. And then I'd go back and start over. Um, But I just knew that if I was going to try and put my name out there, if someone said no, now they might say yes later. And it happens Mm. all the time. So Mm, that's so true. How was your experience different from trying to figure it out on your own versus learning how to do it the right way and then going from there? Well, it took the guesswork out of it for me. Like Mm. you can go Google a lot of things. Like you can even Google how to be the best, you know, marketing manager, but you're going to get opinion pieces. You're going to get people who just pay a lot of SEO to get in front of you. You're going to get like Pinterest stuff that went viral. And 
it's confusing. Um, and some people have this like opinion that just the opinions are so like, I was so unsure of what was right. So I knew that if I just can invest this money, I've heard girls do really great from it. I've read all these reviews. I listen to her podcast. I just knew that I would have like a more clear path. If that makes sense. It does. Um, and I would love for you to share what that path looked like for you uniquely, because I feel like everyone that goes through, um, learning my method, they have, it's all unique to their business and brand and how they apply it. So what did it look like for you? Um, how long did it take you to, to get through and to like learn everything and then to actually start implementing and, and start making money? Well, I like knowing that I had a full-time job, I spent a full weekend just like listening and taking notes. And then I would write, I wrote like three practice pitch emails and my sister, I have a twin sister actually. And she is like boss babe. She's like director of marketing or VP of marketing. And like, she's all about working for big corporations, which I am not, but we're basically yin yang. And so I sent her like my three pitches and I was like, which one sounds the best? And she picked one and tweaked it. And I just remember being like, okay, every time I send a brand email, I'm going to make sure that it's customized to that brand, but I'm going to use everything I learned in this one weekend and I'm going to just test it. And um, one of the best ways for me in getting in touch with a brand wasn't a cold email. It was follow the brand, engage with their products and like their posts, watch their stories, and then send a DM in like a week and ask, like, give them like, Hey, I absolutely love X, Y, and Z. Like I saw you did blah, 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 or worked with so-and-so. And if they were similar following, it helped. And then I would ask for their email and then I would send the pitch. Mm, so that's so smart. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business Business for sponsoring the show. Yeah. Then I love that. It. I don't know. I right. still do. Well, well, and I think that's so important um, because it shows the brand that you actually are invested and interested in what they have. You're not just, and th like you were saying, brands pay attention. Like if you, if you're someone who's pitched a brand before and you're like, oh, pitching doesn't work because no one's gotten back to me. And it's like, well, did that brand go to see if you were even following them and you're not <laughs> like, Brands pay attention. And so that's the thing that, you know, the fact that you did take that extra step, you're following them, you're DMing them, you're engaging in their content, that's going to make you stand out among the saturation tenfold. Um, so I love that. And um, how was how was the pitching process for you? How many times did you have to pitch before you started to get feedback? Um, how many paid offers started coming in? What did that kind of start looking like for you once you learned the right method? Um, so for me, 
I was okay with getting ignored. I was okay with getting told no. And that's probably my sales background. Mm. And in New York, they're like super aggressive no's, like don't ever email me again. And I would just like, cool, whatever. <laughs> so I have really thick skin from that, which helps so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, but after I would email, a lot of times they'll answer because they know they're expecting me. But if they didn't answer, I'd send a follow-up like a week later or four days later. And then I would send a third follow-up. And nine out of 10 times, I got a response, even if it's a no, and that's totally cool. But sometimes people would say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I meant to answer you. Um, And then they would close a deal. So you just never know what could come. And yeah, maybe you seem annoying, but like it's a business and they're looking at you like a business. And as long as you're professional, it it shouldn't matter. Um, But I started getting paid deals like immediately. I literally would get like Again, I, it was $50 here and there. And then, you know, it turns into six-figure deals. Um, and people don't realize that. Like, you don't have to have 100,000 followers to make great money. Like, I quit my job at 75K followers, had been doing your program for two years. I was representing myself at that point, And I was making the same thing I made at my full-time job. Mm. Um, and so it's just a matter of building relationships and putting your best foot forward. And so I knew it was like, that $600 is the best $600 I ever spent. <laughs> I love that. I love to hear that. And how many followers did you have at the time? Because like what you just said, I think, I think that that's a big conception that people are like, well, I don't have 75,000 followers. So how can I make this a full-time thing? I started making money before I think I had 10,000 followers. I mean, it was like small. I remember my first year I emailed my accountant and was like, Hey, I made $400 last year. Like that's, you know, do I need to report that? Um, and then the following year was so much more. So it just, um, I mean, it just, there's no, you don't have to have a certain following you can have, I know girls, I had 20,000 followers that made full-time livings. So it just depends. When I think that what, what you were saying earlier is, is the, is the most important thing here is that this is, this is about a long game. This is not about, I mean, and some people luck out. I mean, I know a ton of people who will, you know, pitch and like turn around and start making thousands of dollars really quickly. And they don't have this huge community. They just have a very engaged community. But I think it's really important to remember that this is not about like getting rich quick. This is like a long game of building relationships, of wanting to be a content creator, of wanting to get paid long-term for being a content creator, of wanting to be someone who works with brands like brand partnerships is a primary business model for what you do. And I think that that's, that's the big, um, that's the big thought, you know, spin, if you will, that people have to kind of get to the other side of that. This is not just about like, Oh, I'll make some brand deals here and there. It's like, you're making a decision to have partnerships and collaborations and sponsorships be the primary way that you generate income. And that's why it becomes your full-time job. A hundred percent. I love that. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about what it was like once you were inside our incredible community and like how, cause th- that's the one thing that I don't think that people really realize is how valuable that community is and our Facebook group and the amount of information and the wealth of knowledge that's in there. And when you first got into the program, how did that help you just with the learning curve? Oh my gosh. I went through those, the like all the comments, all the posts. And I would just read. And I'm like, I like to think that like for myself, I soak things in when I like understand something. So I would go through and if someone talked about like 
whether it was a pitch email or um, any kind of suggestion, I would see what they wrote and read every comment. And I basically went down as far as I could until I was like, okay, you can't keep doing this every day. Um, And I just turned notifications on. So anytime someone posts in there and still to this day, it's been two and a half years, maybe I still read every single one. Like I might not be posting in it right now, but if there's something that someone has a question and they need an answer, I would engage. Like I'm always an open book. And I feel like people think that blogging is this big mystery and they can't figure out how to make money. And it always really frustrates me when I hear that, like, what's your secret? And I'm like, there's no secret. Like it's hard work. It's learning. It's like getting on Google and figuring out where the resources are. And so whenever I do these blogger q and on my stories, I always talk about you because I get that it's expensive. I do. But like, like you said, it's a long-term game and brands come back after years. Like I've worked with brands from years ago and they're like, Oh, Hey, it's been a long time. Like they don't forget you if you do good work for them or if you're professional. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It just, that community is just so helpful. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to like, what do you find value in? Like, is, is it your time or is it like your financial investment? Because I really feel like I'm basically giving someone a Mercedes for the price of a Honda. <laughs> you are, <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. like you either, you know, you either see the value in that and it's like anything in life is going to be worth something that, that truly matters, right? So are you going to choose to spend all of your time like investing all of your time and figuring out and and most likely not getting it right because you don't have the right blueprint in place. It's kind of like building a house with no, with no framework. You're like, I don't have an architect and I don't have a contractor. So I'm just going to build my house and hopefully it stays up. <laughs> like, would you, would you, would you sleep in that house? Probably not. Cause it's probably going to crash on top of you. Whereas if you have the blueprint and the right way to go about things, like, yes, it's going to cost more money to invest in a contractor to renovate your bathroom, but it's probably going to be better than you trying to renovate it yourself. So it's like the same thing goes for like learning anything. Like why wouldn't I have someone who is the best at what they do teach me this the right way one time so I can save money, resources, et cetera, down the road. And something that, that happened kind of for you that I think is really cool is that you said that you, after a year of, of being a part of our Pitch It Perfect community, you ended up finding your agency. And that's a big thing that a lot of questions that I'll get for people that listen to the podcast or I'll get it in my DMs are like, Julie, like what, you know, I want to do this, but like, how do I get a manager? How do I get an agent? How do I know if it's time for me to get that? And I would love to hear about your experience of how actually being a part of our community led you to finding an agency and then working with them. Oh my gosh. This is like my favorite question. I also think people, um, think that agencies are magicians. So it's really funny. (laughs) It's the same thing, like as anything, like, Oh, how'd you get that? Um, you must make a million dollars now because you've got an agent. But for me, it happened organically because my girlfriend, Betsy was a blogger. Um, it overwhelmed her and she got sick of it. And we're still really good friends. I talked to her today actually. And, um, she quit blogging and started working for shine, which is my agency. And she called me and was like, girl, we got to get you on a roster. And I was like, what's an agency? <laughs> Cause I just didn't know at the time. Um, I thought like, I just had to do this myself and I'll figure it out. Um, but Betsy got her boss, Lauren on the phone. We did like a Skype call or a zoom call just like this. And I like fell in love with her. I was like, she's so cool. She lived in New York. She's like close to my age. Like she sounded like just like a boss babe. And it just 
matched really well. But it didn't just work like them saying, oh, great, we'll sign you. Like I had to prove to them all of the income and partnerships I could do on my own before I worked with them. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I think they wanted to make sure A, I was professional and brands were working with me um, and B, that I was pitchable because you could go see my pictures and my posts and they look good. Um, But I think they wanted to make sure brands were coming back also. So um, once I proved that, then um, I also had to prove all my engagement was real, which I love that they did. I think that is like the best thing. And you have to sign on your contract says that all of your engagement is real and all of your followers are real and that you would never engage in any fraudulent activity, which like props to them for having that in their contract. Um, so once I proved all of that, um, I was able to sign with them. So if I didn't have the foundation, there's no way they would represent me. Like they just wouldn't have done it. And that's such a great word to use. Like, and that's what I say. It's like the, the, the program and my method, it's, it's found, I teach you the foundations because they are in fact foundational, (laughs) like everything stems from the foundation. Um, well, I so appreciate you being so candid and honest about your experience, about why you chose to do what you did. I think that you are definitely inspiring because you're, you're someone who didn't let the fear of the unknown or letting the fear of like, what if this doesn't work for me? Like, will this really work for me? You didn't let any of that get in your way of just trusting the next step and seeing where that took you. Um, what would you say for those people who, you know, whether or not they have thought even about monetizing their brand or pitching or anything, if they're listening to this and they're someone who's maybe they've wanted to do something for a long time or invest in something or try something new, and there's just something that kind of keeps stopping them, what would you say to them? Oh my gosh. I would say that the number one thing is just to believe in yourself and and be persistent. Um, It's really easy to take it personal when brands say no to you. But at the end of the day, if you can remember that they're running a business and that maybe it's just not a right fit at that moment, that they can still come back. So just like, honestly, work hard, know that you're really good at what you do and just keep learning and it will all fall into place. I'm, that's my firm belief. And I get told no all the time still, and it's okay. <laughs> I love that you've gotten, you've like, you got to learn from the no's and you got to get okay with, with hearing no. Um, so I love that with you. And and for anyone that's listening, that's like, okay, I've been wanting to invest in Pitch It Perfect for a while. I know that it's an investment, but I've been scared. Will it really work for me? I don't know if it will work for me. Do I have enough followers? Am I the right fit? All of those things that we say, what would you say to that person too? I would say stop listening to the devil in your ear and go with the angel because if you don't invest in yourself and just like we said, the fa- lay that foundation, then you will not get to where you need to be. Like just set yourself up for success. It's a long-term game. And I just, there's no easy path. There's no easy path to making money. There's no easy path to being successful and working for yourself, but it is worth the blood, sweat, and tears. It really, really is. And I just would say set yourself up for success. Mm, I love that. And I think that that's, that's the biggest takeaway from today is just the power in choosing to invest in yourself, no matter if it's a person or a place or a process or a system that you invest in, it's, it's that action of having the courage to actually invest in yourself. So I so appreciate that. And Melissa, I would love for you to share, where can everyone find you? If anyone wants to learn more about you, hear more about your story, your experience, if anyone has any questions for you about how you grew, where can they start to stalk you down? 
stalk me on Instagram or my blog. And I'm very responsive. I try and answer all of my DMs. I probably spend hours a day doing it and it's worth it. Um, but you can find me at always Melissa. And then my blog is always Melissa.com. And if you want to email me, it's always Melissa at gmail.com. And I nine out of 10 times answer. I love it. And it's always, and then is it M-L-E-I-S-S? M-E-L-I-S-S. That's perfect. And then we will make sure to add that all in the show notes. And then as always, guys, please make sure to screenshot today's episode. You can tag Melissa. You can tag me, uh, hashtag the podcast so we can find it. We want to know what your biggest takeaways were, um, what inspired you today um, about this conversation, anything that made you think differently or laugh or anything like that we want to know. So make sure to do that there so we can find you on Instagram. And Melissa, again, thank you so much for being here and just sharing your experience. And most importantly, just thank you for being an example of what is possible when you do believe in yourself and when you have the courage to not listen to that devil in your ear and just really like listen to your gut and go for it. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. This was such an honor. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again. Same time, same place next week.